0: My name is Michelle Steele, and I am so excited to have this opportunity with you today to build your faith and to frame your world by the Word of God. Today, we're going to start a brand new series called Faith Adjustments. You know, it is important for us to recognize that faith is not automatic, that there are a lot of things we've got to learn about how faith works. It is a continual time of us checking our heart and making the necessary adjustments to make sure that we are maintaining a flow of faith, a force of faith, a pressure of faith onto our situation. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Faith is our part, and faith is something that we can become more skilled in the application of it We can become more, more efficient in the way that we are conducting our spiritual lives to make sure that we are operating at the highest possible potential. That God has for us. So let's get into today. And I want to start with an instruction that's given to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And this instruction in verse 5 says, Examine yourselves. This is not for you to examine your neighbor, examine your spouse, examine somebody else. This is you to do your own check, do a check on your faith, examine yourself whether you be in the faith. The Amplified says, examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Notice it said, holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it examine to see if your faith is being maintained. Are you holding to it? Is it on and off? Are you in faith one day and then you spend two days where you're not applying your faith? Is your is your faith producing in your life what you're believing for? And I know there are some things that when we have uh, a long-term faith project that it's not going to be something that we see immediately we're not looking necessarily at what we see but you'll know when you're working faith and when you're not and that's what we want to identify is your faith showing the proper fruit and then the amplified goes on and say test and prove yourselves not Christ you know i think it is so difficult when believers fall back into that trap of saying, well, I prayed and it didn't work. And so they think God let them down. They put the blame back on God. God didn't do it. And so they're they're saying, I was perfect in my application of faith. I was perfect in my prayer, but God is the one who failed on his part to answer my prayer. God is the one who didn't respond. And, you know, that puts you at a disadvantage every time because the, the misunderstanding, that inaccurate placing of blame on God will put you at a place that you quit trying because you think I did it right. He's the one that did it wrong. So what we want to do is we want to learn that if something's not quite working, if I know I'm just not making headway with this in the spirit realm, if I'm not seeing the results that, and I know we're not looking at what we see per se, but I'm talking about over time, if the situation it hasn't changed, if things aren't showing the evidence of faith, if we're not seeing the fruit of our faith, then we want to go back and check ourselves because God's not off on his part. He's not missing his part. It's you and I who want to check and say, Am, have I slipped over into mental ascent? And that's something that I want to, to look at for just a moment. Let's define mental ascent because it is very much, um, a, it looks like faith in that the scripture, you believe the scripture. You, you For instance, mental assent will say, well, I know that's in the Bible, but it's not working for me. I know that the scripture says that. I know that God still does that, but it's not working for me. And so mentally you're assenting to the truth of that. Mentally you're assenting to the authenticity of that being from God, from the Bible, God's way of doing things, but what you're saying is it's not working in my life. And and, and again, you it looks somewhat like faith. It gives the appearance of faith. I I'm believing. I'm believing, I'm believing, I really don't know what I'm doing here. That is an indicator that we need to look for to say, wait a minute, if I'm in faith, there are evidences of faith. There are symptoms that I want to see where faith is concerned. And that's what we're doing here today. We're making faith adjustments. We're looking at our faith and we're saying, have I been accurate in my believing in this area? So let's, let's think about this from Matthew 12, verse 34. It says, how can you, how can you being evil, not you, the people that Jesus was speaking to, the religious people of that day. He said, how can you being evil speak good things? And then he says this truth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That is spiritual law. Whatever is in your heart in abundance is what will come out of your mouth. And so if you find yourself talking the problem, if you find yourself rehearsing the details of the problem and the thing that you most generally discuss when you're under pressure is how how hard it is and how difficult this is, and this is impossible, we'll never be able to pay this off. We'll never get this fixed. Well, well if, if that's coming out of your mouth, that's what's in your heart. And if that's in the heart, faith isn't. So a heart that is full of faith has the voice of faith. We should be able to, to listen to our own words. Now, again, you're not to be policing other people's confessions and their words. They need to be responsible for their for their, their phrases and, and the things that are coming out of their heart. But you and I, we want to check our own hearts. What am I saying? What did I bring out under pressure? When we have a full supply of faith, we're going to bring out the good treasure. Matthew 12 says in the very next verse, verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Now, a lot of people think that's talking about saved and unsaved, but he's talking about what's in the heart in abundance. And he said, if you're bringing forth eat good, then that's what's in your heart in abundance. So if you're bringing forth evil, that's what's in your heart and it's treasured. You've stored it up and treasured it. Well, I know a lot of good Christian people who love Jesus with all their heart, but when they open their mouth, they talk problems, they talk fear, they talk doubt. They, they have been storing up problems. They have been storing up adversity. They have been storing up the, the doubt and the despair. And you, they open their mouth and you think they're going to sing the hee-haw blues, gloom, despair, and agony on me. That's what they have abundantly in their heart. And so that's good or evil. Determined by what is in the heart in abundance. And that's what we want to examine ourselves and find out do I have a heart filled? Do I have a heart full of the promise, full of the answer, full of the faithfulness of God, full of my trust in Him, full of the verses that I'm standing on for my breakthrough in this situation? The voice of faith, when your heart is abundant with faith, the voice of faith will call things that are not as though they were. That's what Romans 4.17 tells us about Abraham's faith. It says, he calls those things which be not as though they were. That's what's going to happen when your heart is filled with faith. And people will look at your situation and say, well, it hasn't changed, but you're calling it changed because you see it. In your heart, you've treasured up the promise. You've treasured up the promises of healing or you've treasured up the promises of of a strong marriage. You've pre- pre- treasured up in your heart the promises of salvation for your children. And you've got an image of your children serving God. You've got an image of them whole and sound and well. You've got an image of the word of God coming to pass in their life. But people would say, well, that's not what I see. And they're calling it like they see it, but you're calling it like you believe it because the the heart that is filled with faith is going to call those things that be not as though it was already. And that's what we want to do when we are developing and making these faith adjustments. We want to realize that true faith doesn't need any other evidence besides the Word of God. I don't need anything to see to prove to me that it's going to come to pass. I don't need to feel anything to prove to me that it's going to come to pass. If I have the Word, I have enough proof. If I have the Word on the subject, if I have the Word on my problem, I have enough evidence to know It is what God said it is. And that's what the the centurion in Matthew chapter 8 said. He said, according to your... He said, speak the word only, and, and my servant shall be healed. Jesus said, I'll come to your house. And he said, no, no, no. It's not necessary for you to come to my house. I'm not worthy that you should come to my house. But if you'll speak the word... The word is enough evidence for me that my servant is healed. And you know, when he walked away, he couldn't see anything different. There wasn't any report that was different until after he had walked away. He walked away in faith. And Jesus, Jesus marveled at his faith. Jesus said, look at this man's faith. I haven't found faith like this in all of Israel. And he was talking about this willingness to take God at his word, to take the word as enough. And that's what we want to examine our heart. Is the word enough for me? Am I waiting until I see something before I believe it? If you wait till you see it, that's not Bible faith anyway. (laughs) We're making faith adjustments, all of us. Come on now. I'm, I'm here to help you. If I step on your toes, I will just believe God's going to heal those toes. We want the, the kind of faith that is based on the Word. That's Bible faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God, Romans chapter 10 tells us. Faith doesn't require any other evidence So if I say, listen, the pastor just said, if I come up and get hands laid on me, that I will be healed. That scripture, the word of God says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so he opens the altar, I go up, and then after he prays for me, I check to see how I feel. I'm not basing my faith on the word. I'm basing my faith on the feelings if I'm checking for feelings. Because whether I feel any different or not doesn't change the word. The word says, when hands are laid on me, recovery begins. And so I need to exercise my faith when that point of contact of the hands being laid on me takes place, I believe I have received it. I'm not checking my feelings, not checking for the symptoms. I'm not checking to see if there's been any change. I believe regardless of the natural evidences, what my spiritual evidence of the Word has declared about my situation. We've got to examine ourselves and ask ourselves, determine in our life, are we operating faith at that proficiency? Are we being that diligent with our faith? True faith, when your faith is Bible faith, accurately working in your life, there will be confidence. That's a symptom we want to look for. Confidence is one of the ways for us to identify faith is working. If I still have uncertainty, I don't want to get under condemnation. That won't help. But what I want to do is is be real with myself, be honest with myself. I don't have the certainty that I need to have about this situation. So I'm going to go back to the Word. I'm going to spend more time in the Word. I'm going to feed on that. I'm going to put it in my eyes. I'm going to bring it out of my mouth. I'm going to store it up in my heart. I'm going to go through that two or three times a day if necessary. Write it down on an index card. Carry it around. You know, when when people were first getting a hold of the concepts of faith and how to apply their faith, we were doing things like, and I still do this, we were putting it on the mirror We were putting it on the dashboard of the car. We'd have little pieces of paper with scriptures throughout the house that we, and they weren't just random scriptures. These were scriptures that my life is depending upon this coming to pass. You know, I am serious about this. So I've got it in places that's going to remind me to put it in my mouth, to bring it forth out of my heart, to keep it in front of my eyes because I'm working on something specific. I'm working on a building here, y'all. I'm working on a, a target with my faith. And so when you recognize uncertainty, now, of course, your emotions, your emotions may have times that they feel uncertain and you pull them back up under the authority of your spirit, but your spirit needs to be certain. And so when the word is rooted and established you'll sense that certainty you'll sense that confidence and so that's why Hebrews 11:1 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen faith is the substance that is a a a, a, a tangibility and it's not naturally tangible per se but it is spiritually tangible Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That we want to have that certainty, that confidence in our life. Now, the condition or the flow of our faith will has another evidence I want you to know to look for, another symptom, if you will. And these symptoms are found in Romans 15 and verse 13. Let me read it to you. Now the God of hope seal you with all joy and peace in believing. When believing is underway, in the believing, believing is present, present tense, um, progressive. It means it is in progress at this present moment. When believing is in progress at that present moment, there will be the evidences, the symptoms of joy and peace. I love how the Holy Spirit gave it to one minister, Brother Keith Moore. He said, Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. Doubt, despairs, complains, and is sad. (laughs) Faith rejoices. There's joy. Joy in, in my faith, when believing is in progress, there will be joy and there will be peace. So if, if you don't have that spiritual flow of peace, if you have this unrest, this uncertainty, this, this, uh, continual, uh, just disquieted, then you need to recognize something is attacking my faith. And I need to take the time and the energy and the effort of my attention to, to look at the scriptures, to feed on those scriptures, to take authority over whatever it is that is coming against that because there's joy and peace in believing. So what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? What's that? Where's your joy, that excitement of what you're believing for? The joy and the peace are symptoms. They are companions to your faith. This is such a help when you'll learn to look for that joy and look for that peace because they flow together and we don't want to assume that we're in faith and think, well, yeah, I'm in faith, I'm in faith. And what you've done is tied the knot at the end of the rope and you're hanging on. I, I remember when I was a kid in, in uh, middle school, they had this poster of a little kitty cat with the, uh, the rope and it had, it was holding on with its claws to the end of that rope and it says, tie a knot at the end of the rope and hang on. And a lot of people are doing that with their faith. And they think they're in faith when they're just hanging on with desperation. There's no joy, there's no peace, and there's no flow of believing. If, if you don't have the evidences of that confidence, if you don't have the evidences of that joy and that peace, if your voice is sounding desperate, if we say, well, if, if, if somebody comes up to me, and I've been pastoring for a number of years now, if somebody comes up to me and says, Pastor Michelle, I believe in God, I'm like, wait a minute, you, you're hoping, you need God to work, but you're not in faith. I can tell the difference when people are in faith. They come in and say, Pastor Michelle, I'm believing, I believe God. God's going to move in this situation. I believe, and they'll begin to, out of the abundance of their mouth, declare scriptures they've been standing on, declaring the end from the beginning, calling those things that be not as though they were, and you can hear the faith in their words. So if we're examining ourselves... And we find out that we don't have that joy. We don't have that peace. We don't have that confidence. My words sound desperate. My words sound like I'm crying while I'm speaking. Or if I am crying while I'm speaking, that is an indicator. Don't get under condemnation. Don't, don't say, Oh, I'm just a faith failure. That's not going to help the situation. Go get in the word and say, Lord, your word will not return empty. I come to your word and I'm feeding on your word and I'm building your word into my spirit so that I can be strong in faith. You know, the fruit of the spirit, Galatians chapter five talks about the fruit of the spirit, verses 22 and 23 says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. These are all different aspects of the forces of God, the forces that work in our spirit. We need the force of joy to purposefully be working. We need the flow of peace. The peace of God is supernatural and it's working. It's not an emotion. It is a force of God that guards the heart and the mind, the Bible says. We need that working in our lives. So we're going to be talking about that more. Next week, we're going to be talking about how to cast down our care so that that flow of peace can have its operation. Because if you're born again, you have the fruit of the Spirit, available to you. You may not have it cultivated yet, but it is available to you. So listen, I want you to make plans now to set your DVR. Come back and watch it on the YouTube channel. Come back and watch it on our our, uh, uh, website. We want to help you build your faith if you go to buildfaith.net, you'll find a lot of resources and you'll be able to access more because we want to help you make these faith adjustments so that you're not in mental ascent, thinking you're in faith. You're not tying a knot at the end of the rope and hanging on for dear life. We don't want you to be desperate. We want you to be confident that God's going to do exactly what he said he would do. So remember to build your faith and frame your world by the word of God. EXAMINE YOURSELF AND SEE IF YOU BE IN FAITH. THE BIBLE INSTRUCTS US IN 2 CORINTHIANS thirteen five TO MAKE THIS FAITH EXAMINATION. WHEN WE BEGIN TO WALK BY FAITH, THERE ARE SOME INDICATORS THAT REVEAL WHETHER OUR FAITH IS ACCURATELY WORKING OR NOT. BECAUSE FAITH IS A SPIRITUAL FORCE, WE NEED TO IDENTIFY WHEN WE ARE APPLYING OUR FAITH ACCURATELY. The Bible gives us some specific things to look for and shows us some adjustments that we can make to be sure we are in faith. In this six-part teaching, Faith Adjustments, we discover the symptoms or indicators of faith and learn how to make the necessary adjustments so we can stay on track in our walk of faith. You'll learn how to identify faith when it is working, the two main symptoms that accompany faith. What is the energy supplied to our faith? And much more. This insightful six part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we're offering Philip Steele's book, Refusing the Care, for a special price of $15. The Lord spoke to Pastor Steele about the dangers of worry, telling him worry will prop the door open to the enemy to come into your life and bring all sorts of destruction. Refusing the Care will give you courage to resist every form of worry and anxiety. The six-part series, Faith Adjustments, and the companion book, Refusing the Care, are working together to help you operate your faith more effectively. Call the number on your screen now or go to buildfaith.net to order. Call or go online now. I want to express my gratitude to all of those who partner with this ministry. Thank you for being a vital part of what the Lord is doing in this ministry. At Faith Builders International, we are entering our 25th year. We've been broadcasting this program since 2010, over 12 years. During that time, we've received multiple testimonies of people who have been changed by the Word of God through this program. Our partners will receive the same reward that we receive from the part they played in helping us preach the gospel. King David established a precedent in 1 Samuel 30, verse 24, when he said, as his part is that goes down to battle, so shall his part be that tarried by the stuff. They shall part alike. A group of his soldiers had stopped the pursuit and not joined in the battle but because they stayed with the supplies the rest of the soldiers were able to ride faster and catch the enemy david said they receive an equal share of the reward and that's true about you you receive the same reward i want to pray for you lord i ask you to minister to my partners out of the abundant overflow of your goodness and your blessing Lord, for every time that they have sacrificed, that they have lovingly sowed into this ministry, let this be something, Father, that causes a memorial to come up before you and let the abundant supply of their harvest meet every need in the name of Jesus. We welcome you to join us too and become a partner of Faith Builders. Together, we will continue to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. Faith Builders International is a family church with a vision to build people's faith. Jesus told His disciples they would be witnesses of Him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. So we are building faith, city, state, nation, and world. Our congregation in DeSoto, Kansas, meets at 8390 Peoria. And in Little Rock, Arkansas, we meet at 10500 West Markham Street. We have ministry for the children and youth and special events focused on men's and women's ministry. We invite you to join us Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 10 and 6. We look forward to meeting you. Visit buildfaith.net for more information.